Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Welcome to Crossbridge Community Church. Hey, uh, I'm Kevin, and I'm the lead pastor. And as always, I'm excited to share with you today uh, those at Morris, those at Peru, as well as every person who is uh, worshiping with us um, on our online campus. It's good to have you. I'm thankful that you have taken time to show up, and uh, I'm excited to teach, to share with you today. Um, last week, we talked about how the church has been established, and that God has given the people a mission to go and to make followers of Jesus. And they've been witnesses to this incredible work that God has done, and he's empowered them with his Holy Spirit. And in God's plan was to send them, right, under the power of his spirit to share the good news. And so one of the key players, as we move through the um, New Testament, we're almost done actually with the story, but as we move through the New Testament, one of the key players in the New Testament is a, is a man by the name of Paul. In fact, um, just know this, the, the story I'm going to share with you, Paul changed his name about halfway through, and uh, he was Saul before he was Paul. So as you hear me probably interchange those names, it's the same person, just so you know. Um, here's the story. Uh, now, I'll just tell you, I had written up an outline for this that um, a couple weeks ago, actually, that I was going to use, and I was sitting in a um, actually a Starbucks up in Yorkville, Illinois, and I pulled it out and I began to look at it, and I just thought, no, I don't really like this. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to do something a little different. You're going to read about Paul for the next two weeks. You're going to read about his missionary journeys. You're going to read about uh, a lot about who he is. So I thought it might be important that we actually start with his story. Because the truth is, the beginning of his story says a lot about who God is, says a lot about how he works, and a lot about what he came to do through Paul. And I thought, I think we can learn a lot from that. So before we even dive in, I'm going to pray for us. Father, thank you so much for today. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. And uh, I pray that you'd help me. I pray that you'd give me the words to say. And I pray that you would help us to have ears to hear. I trust um, that anytime your word is shared, your spirit can empower um, my words and can lay these words on top of every individual's life in a way in which we know it's you. God, I give you thanks, and I ask that you would move in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 9, that's where we're going to start. And um, if you if you had a Bible and you, you, know, you could look, you would see this, but most of you are probably just going to look at the screen uh, or the computer screen, and you're going to see uh, these verses as I, as I share them. But Here's what it says, Acts chapter 9, um, it's the story of, of Saul's uh, meet, meeting Jesus. and uh, But it kind of starts very different, very different than what we might think. Acts chapter 9, verse 1, the first part of it says this, Meanwhile, Saul, don't forget, that's also Paul, right, was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. You know, every person, here's what I want you to think about, every person has potential in God's upper plan kind of story. There's not anyone that is beyond God's ability to use them, God's ability to transform them, and, and God's ability to take someone who's walking the complete wrong direction and set them on a, on a new course. 
See, my thoughts when I was looking at this story is when I think about Paul, he was one of like probably the greatest missionaries of all time. And yet, look how he starts. You know, um, it seems like that if, if I'm God, right, this is an odd selection uh, for this open missionary position. It seems like he could have chosen so many people. Why would he choose Saul? Um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and uh, he, he one of his employees that, that works for him was calling him. It was actually on a Sunday afternoon, was calling him, had all these questions. And my friend was getting um, frustrated. And he was saying, oh, like, why can't he just take ownership of his, like, stuff and just lead? Like, why can't he just do his thing? Like, that's his job. It's not my job to do his job for him. And I was listening to this whole thing. And I'm really close with this friend, so I can speak very honestly. And um, I looked at him and I said, well, who hired him? And he kind of laughed, you know, and he said, well, I hired him. And I said, well, why did you hire him? It sounds like if he can't do the job, why would you hire him? And he said, Kevin, he was the only applicant. And um, which I thought was funny, right? Like the only applicant for the job. And when I, I think about this, I think about this story, one might say, why in the world would God say to Saul, I want to use you for this? It seems like maybe, like you, one might think Saul was the only applicant um, because it sure seems like there have been a whole lot better people suited for this job. You know, um, but here's what I believe about God. I believe God enjoys taking a life and resurrecting it. I believe God enjoys taking someone who uh, has all this potential is, that is unrealized and says, through my grace and through my power, I can change this life. I think God likes those kinds of stories. In fact, even when you look at Saul's mission, you think about God's mission, you think about what he's up to, and we've been talking about that, to go and make disciples, to send, to send us to go and make more disciples. It was, it was the mission from the very beginning. And yet you look at Saul's mission, it was so not Jesus's mission. In fact, it was the absolute opposite. If I were to keep reading that verse that I just read to you, it says this, he went to the high priest and he asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Now, if you listen here, he's not recruiting for Jesus. His mission is to wipe out the Jesus movement. And isn't it like God that he would take someone whose mission was the exact opposite and, and do a work in his heart that would completely change him and send him in this opposite kind of adventure? Um, not a mission to wipe out the movement, but a mission to expand it. I think that's a really cool part of this story. See, and then I can't help but, like, I want part of why I wanted to show you this story is because there's this significant moment here in the story where uh, Saul meets Jesus. And it was a big moment. In fact, the story reminds us that at times God breaks into our lives to get our attention. And Jesus gets Saul's attention in a couple ways. See, the story tells us that Saul saw a light from heaven flash around him and he fell to the ground. And when he got up, he was blind. This brings a whole new meaning to um, if I show up at church, you know, we've all heard this story. If I show up to church, lightning might strike. Uh, sometimes I wonder if this is where it comes from. 
right? Saul is walking down a road and, and one would kind of gather from this picture that maybe lightning struck, right? And, and he saw light all around him. And there's so many times I say to people, oh no, you'll be fine. Just come on in. And maybe I should say, hey, you'll be fine, but you might leave different. You, you might leave changed because I do believe that this could be the place, right? Whether it's church or on the road or in your house or wherever it may be, that when you have an encounter with God, it changes everything. One of the things that I've been thinking about lately, our mission here at Crossbridge is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, my job would be to this, is to lead you to that, whoever's speaking, that we would lead people to that relationship. One of the things I've noticed and one of the things I've been thinking about lately is I think we have a lot of people who continually hear about Jesus, who continually uh, think about what it would be like to be in relationship with Jesus, but just find themselves standing on the edge, finding themselves where they haven't had that real true moment that they could say, man, this is where it was at. This is where I met Jesus. It reminds me, I, I think back to some critical moments in my life. I think, um, I think back to moments like running a marathon. Um, in fact, here at Crossbridge, we've had many, many people who have signed up to run 26.2 miles for the sake of gathering clean water for children in Africa. What I remember, though, so clearly was the day that I said yes, and I actually went to a meeting and signed up. In fact, I was standing on the outside uh, of the group, and I was watching people come to this meeting after a service. And I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And finally, I took that paper, and, uh, and when I signed that paper and turned it back in, I was like, I did it. It also reminds me, I remember my wife, on my 40th birthday, my wife um, surprised me with an incredible trip with some friends, and we went to Hawaii, of all places. I'll probably never go back again, but it was so beautiful. It was like heaven on earth. And we, we went down this, it was uh, called the road to Hana. And we were on this road and we, we stopped, and we pulled over and we went walking through what kind of felt jungly, right? And, and we got back and there was, this, there was this big open water area and a waterfall coming down into it. And all those folks were kind of gathered around. I had on shorts and a t-shirt and shoes. And, and, and I just had one of those moments. You know, I, I'm a very much a stay-in-the-lane kind of guy. I, I typically don't seek out adventure, um, but it was one of those moments where I thought, I'll probably never be here again. And, and how often do I get to see a waterfall, let alone experience it? And, and I remember like shoes, shorts, shirt, and I just, I just dove into the water and I swam out and I just hung out underneath that waterfall and let it just pour over my head. Um, my wife looked at me like I was crazy. My friends were like, you know, they were laughing because it was just so much out of character for me. But I'll never forget it because there was a moment where I just didn't think about it and I did it. Sometimes I think when it comes to faith, we get to the edge and there has to be a point to where we dive in, that we take some sort of step of faith. For some of us, I think we've been at the edge for a very long time. We've been contemplating what it means to have a relationship. We've, we've thought about it every which way we could possibly think about it. But my encouragement would be to, uh, to you is this, that for some of you, I don't think you're ever truly going to experience it until you have the moment of decision. The moment of decision that you would 
dive in or the moment of decision that you want to think about it, a sign in your name on the line in which you are saying, Jesus, I recognize what you've done for me and I want to receive it and I want to know you. I want to have a real relationship with you. As we continue through the story, Acts chapter 9 verse 5 says this, Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. Jesus identifies himself and says, hey, get up and I'll tell you what you must do. The story tells us that those who were traveling with Jesus were so like this was so like in awe, like watching this, right? That they were speechless is what scripture says. And when Saul gets up, he discovers that he can't see. He's blind. And so he's led by this crowd of people into the city. Now, here's what I love. And I think this is so like Jesus, right? That Jesus didn't have to do this. Jesus could have just said, hey, like I knocked you to the ground and now I've picked you up and I'm leading you in and this is what you're going to do. But Jesus finds a way to communicate to Saul that he loves him, that he cares about him. Um, he finds a way to communicate to Saul that he's real. This really cool picture, and you can read it in Acts chapter 9, but the story in this book says that God communicated to a man in Damascus by the name of Ananias. And he told him where to go and what to say um, in, in regards to he was arranging a meeting where Ananias would meet up with Saul. It's kind of funny, actually, because Saul had a reputation and Ananias knew it. Ananias was actually scared of Saul. And so he's kind of arguing with God, like, are you sure? Like, I know who this is. On the other side of that, God helped Saul to have a vision. And he gave him a vision of a man named Ananias that would come to him and meet him and restore his sight. God brings the two together. And at that moment, I'm assuming that Ananias and Saul are convinced that God is real. You know, one of the things I hope for us too is that as we have uh, worked through this story, in fact, I, I've, I've been sitting down with people, you know, I, I meet with people often. And one of the things that I'm hearing from crossbreeders everywhere is this, that there's a change in their language. There's, in fact, someone just sent me the other, a message the other day that said, I'm trying to figure out what God is doing in his upper story. And it was funny, a few days later, they said, never mind, I, I figured it out. Like, I'm beginning to see the upper story. And I thought, this upper story, lower story language, I hope that you'll keep it for a while because I think there is so much truth to it. I think there's this, this plane in which we live and then God is up to so much more. But I think what he wants us to do is open our eyes and recognize him. I think that God is active around us much more than we give him credit for. And sometimes I think what God is looking for is for us to say, yes, I see you there. And yes, I see you there. And yes, I see the work of your hands. Uh, what if we were to pay attention? What if even we were to leave um, this service today and we were to pay attention to say, I really want to see God's upper story. Like I want to see him weaving together in the pieces of my life, his handiwork. I think we'd see him. See, Saul changes his name. He becomes Paul. And, and, and here's the rest of the story, right? He becomes an incredible missionary carrying the good news to people who need to hear it. He's extremely committed to the mission. If you read, which you will, you're going to get a little bit better picture of Paul. But by the end of his travels, he's been beaten many times. He's been thrown into prison. And, and eventually he loses his life for his work. And 
And he's being called by God, though, to do a very specific work. And I, and I want you to hear this today. When I, when I think of his story, there's something specific about his call that I think is really important for us to see. You'll find that in Acts chapter 13. And I'm going to read you a couple different pieces of it. And, and here's what it says. Verse 27, it says, The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus. Yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words and the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to, to have him executed. And when they carried out all that was written about him, they took, took him down from the cross and they laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he was seen by those who traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now as witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. These are some of the first words that Paul is preaching. And uh, he's preaching this in the Jewish synagogues, in the towns, and uh, as he stops and as he's passing through. We go just a little bit later, a few verses later, it says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. He makes very clear this, in a sense, a gospel presentation. He's defining what the gospel is, and he's helping them to relate to it. But verse 46 and 47 of Acts chapter 13, I think, really get at this mission. And here's what he says. We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. You know, one of the cool pieces about Paul and his heart and, and the way in which God worked in him and, and laid this message on his heart was not just to take it to the Jewish people. In fact, if you read this, what he's saying is this. He's saying, hey, I, I've done my best to bring this to you. But also, God is asking me to take this message to everyone. In fact, now I turn to the Gentiles. I think, think of the Gentiles as this, the outside group the group that most would think this message wouldn't be for them. But the reminder is this, that salvation goes to the ends of the earth. That salvation is for all of us. Part of the reason why I want you to hear that is because some of you, you may not feel like you're in the right crowd. You may say, I'm not really a church guy or a church woman. Or a, like, I've just always felt like I'm on the outside looking in. And what I would say to you is, it's okay. In fact, when I read about Paul, I think God was very clear that he wanted his message not to just go to those who looked religious or those who seemed to fit the description, but those who didn't fit the description as well. For those even in who our communities might be thought of as outsiders. Isn't that good news? I mean, I think it's tremendous news, and it's a reminder. Even the fact that God changed this guy who was breathing out murderous threats to take out all Christians along the way, right? Like everybody who was like in this movement to take them out, and he changed his heart, that he changed his heart in this moment, and from that moment, 
God began to say, hey, I'm going to use you to not take the Christians out, but to gain followers for me, to communicate my good news. That's hope to every single one of us. It also is a reminder to every single one of us. You say, man, I am so far from someone who could deliver the good news. And I'd say, you're probably not as far as you think you are. That you're one who can tell your story. You're one who can, in a moment, make a decision to receive Jesus and experience his transforming power in your life. And you, my friend, will be a witness who has a story to tell. I would encourage you. I would challenge you to say no one is beyond the grace of God. And every single one of us has been included in this story. One of the things that has been on my heart lately, and I just kind of want to take a moment to speak to you from my heart. Um, I try to do that every week, but but one of the things that I would say is this, that Crossbridge, I've been here about seven years, and Crossbridge has always been focused on what I would say is a very clear, defined mission. That mission is to lead people, to lead people like you into a growing relationship with Jesus when I say even growing relationship with Jesus, that you would also be growing in that relationship with Jesus to where you would go and lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus. I think one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is, how are we doing in that? I've been evaluating. I've been asking difficult questions around Crossbridge because the truth is, I want us to continue to be that kind of place. I want us to be the kind of church that is not just centered around insiders but a church that is centered around the people who are on the outside, the people who are not yet listening. See, you're listening right now, but my guess is you know a whole lot of people who would never sit down and listen to a message like this. And, and what I would say is God God says to Paul and God says to you and God says to me that all are included in the story. And so what I hope for us is that we begin to catch new fire for a new mission. And that mission is extended to every single person that comes to mind when I mention the word outsider. That God would draw our eyes to see people as he sees them. That God would expand our hearts to receive people as he would receive them. And that we would see that God still changes people. That God still has encounters with people no matter what their history is or what their background is or what their attitude is. And he can change them into brand new people, almost like you could give them a brand new name. There's a whole lot of churches that I believe are not about mission. There's a whole lot of churches that just get together and they do church and they encourage one another and go home. But I guess my hope would be that we would not forget who we are. That we would remember who we are. And even as we gather, that we would realize we're being sent. We would gather and we would be encouraged, but we'd realize we are being sent. And even if you don't believe it, I'm telling you from his word that he's capable of using you. He's capable of doing a deep work in you, which gives you something to witness to others about. Hey, our campus pastors are going to come and uh, they're going to share with you a little more, maybe about how this might apply to your life. But my prayer for you is this that you would live on mission, that you would live missionally as he does a new work in you.
Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.